Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I am sitting and chatting with my friend Jonathan Blevins, CEO of Little Flower Media. I am so excited to have him here to talk about aiming and evangelization. I myself am a professional PlayStation 2 player, so (laughs) from light years ago, I had to really do my research when it comes to anything beyond Game Boy Advance. So I'm so excited to hear what he has to share. And you have just such a huge platform. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being with us. It's an honor to be on with you. And now I'm just having amazing flashbacks to Game Boy Advance and PlayStation 2, which I haven't thought of in years. You get it, right? I, I do. My mom and I were cleaning out my closet and I found my green Game Boy Advance and my old, you know how Cartoon Network used to have these little cartridges where you could watch episodes of shows? Yeah. Yeah. And I have one and I'm like, man, I should really like ramp that and see if it still works. And I just found my PS2 and my old Kingdom Hearts game. Oh, um, perfect. <laughs> I was like, I should like, I forgot the joy that this thing, that these things <laughs> give me. Um, but yeah, no, that, that whenever I'm talking to people about video games or any kind of gaming, those are like my only touchstones. So thank you for helping me to feel relevant. Absolutely. I would love for people listening to know more about you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I've uh, been married for eight years to my beautiful wife, Jody. Uh, we have three kids, two boys, Caleb and Zachary, who are six and five, and our little baby girl, Kiara, named after Blessed Kiara Badano, just turned two like last week. Oh, happy um, birthday. That's yeah, so, so exciting. So yeah, and I just launched a new company called Little Flower Media in October, October 1st of this past year. Before that, I did parish ministry for about 14 years, um, youth ministry for seven of those, and then director of evangelization at a couple parishes for the following seven. I was born in Detroit, so I'm a huge Lions fan, all Michigan sports. Uh, so it's been it's been an up and down life as far as sports go. And Yeah, I stream as well on Twitch, which is part of what we do, but not all that we do at Little Flower Media. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you are very, very busy. Thank you so much. I have a question for you. I always ask people that come on, especially people that have kids and like other platforms that they that they use for God's glory. When do you sleep? This seems (laughs) (laughs) this seems like a lot. When do you take a nap? So, okay. So actually one of my new year's resolutions this year, cause I'm a huge nap fan was okay. to take a nap every day of 2022. And Amen. I've, I've done that probably seven times out of like the 25. So days it's been so far, which is not bad. Slow and steady. And yeah, it needs to get better. Um, you know what it was way harder when I worked in a parish, even though I'm working mm. even more now because I can pick my own hours now that mm. I work myself. So I can wake up early and get some work in before the family wakes up. And then I can hang out with them and get them out the door for whatever activities they have going on for the day. And then I can kind of work while they're at school, be, take a break for a couple hours, take a nap before they get home and then hang out with them until dinner. And then when they go to bed around seven, they go to bed early about three or four nights a week. I'm working at night from seven on, but that means that I get like three or four nights, like where my wife and I can hang out starting at seven, which ah, is, awesome, which is right? awesome. And then my naps at uh, the naps help a lot. Cause I usually sleep from like midnight to six. Woof. But I need eight hours. So that nap is key. That nap is key. My goodness. Well, thank you for fitting us in your schedule. That's amazing. I would love to hear a little bit more about Little Flower Media and what y'all do. Yeah. So about four years ago, when I was still doing parish ministry, I started streaming on Twitch, um, which is like YouTube, but live all the time. And it started out as a video game thing. 
And so I, d- I started doing that kind of part-time so that my wife could stay home with the kids, which we felt she was called to do. And she's excited about that. And then I kind of immediately fell in love with it and saw how God could use this platform, which you can like play video games on there, but you're talking to, to people, getting to know people, answering questions. Mm-hmm. You can do just chatting streams, kind of, you can do live podcasts. Wow. Um, and so I kind of was like, I'd love to do this full time. It's so great, but I don't want to, nor do I feel called to, nor do I think most are called to spend 50 hours a week playing video <laughs> games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think it's healthy, right? As a, as a Catholic. And so I couldn't quite figure out like how to do it more than part-time. So it was through conversations with some good friends that I met over this past year that they were kind of like, why don't we do not just gaming, but like new media in general. So all the different forms of social media and YouTube and Twitch um, and podcasting, and we can use that to to bring glory to God and video gaming can be a part of it and even kind of a big part of it, but you know, 15, 20 hours a week. And I was like, that sounds perfect. And so yeah. that's kind of how Little Flower Media was born. And we're three big bearded men who started it and we're Little <laughs> Flower Media after St. Therese, which is great. So it's, it's just been an absolute blast. Wow. That's amazing. And I love gaming and evangelization. I think those are two things that you don't often hear together. Um, and even, I mean, we hear a lot about social media and evangelization, people using Instagram and Facebook. And we hear a lot about people saying like, we want to reframe social media to be something that's uplifting, et cetera. But I think there are certain, you know, kind of uncommon places that people don't really expect the gospel to be preached and to be spoken to in that particular way. So what is your kind of, what's your hope? I know that you and your team probably have hopes and dreams for your company. And what do you hope to do? Who do you hope to reach? What have you done so far that's been fulfilling and exciting? I know you probably reached out and connected to so many people. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool how how God used me during the 14 years of parish ministry to kind of make things click on his timing for starting this company. Because right? I've met a lot of people, been able to travel and speak and make a lot of connections. And then now a lot of those connections are either asking me to, to work with them or vice versa. And it's been really cool. One of my hopes, and that's kind of already happening, but we want it to, to be bigger, is to be a first movers in the Catholic Church on this mm-hmm. on Twitch. Because the gospel belongs everywhere. And a lot of Protestants have been doing this for years on Twitch. I mean, there are some, there are some Protestants who are doing like church services inside of video games. Wow. Um, now we, we, that's kind of weird for me. And we obviously, <laughs> we're not cool with that, but they're, re- they're out there and they're reaching people. And, and they're, yeah. you know, and if you look at some of the stats, like 38% of the gamers in the U.S. are between the ages of 18 and 34. So if you're doing young adult ministry and you don't have anything at all in your parish that even lets people come together to talk about hobbies they have like video games, you're doing a big disservice. Three quarters of the U.S. households own a device that's used to play video games. So 75% of people, uh, I kind of liken it to when I was a youth minister eight years ago and you'd go to these training conferences and they'd be like, if you're not at their football games, then you're not doing relational ministry, right? If you're not Mm. like being a part of their life and it's like, this is what most people are doing and a lot of women as well are gamers. There's kind of a stereotype out there that it's guys in their basement, never leaving the the house, but it's really not like that at all. And so we really want to reach those people who may not be being reached by their local parish. And then really, you know, through a series of conversations and pointing them to other great resources, bringing them into the church in a relationship with Christ. This episode is brought to you by Hallow. 
the number one Catholic app for prayer, meditation, music, and more. Hallow features litanies, novenas, and other challenges to get you praying more often and connect with your community. It also features Bible stories and guest sessions from well-known Catholic speakers like Father Mike Schmitz, Bishop Barron, Jonathan Rumi from Chosen, Dr. Scott Hahn, and Father Mark Mary. Hallow is an amazing resource for any Catholic looking to dive deeper into their prayer life, find more peace, and ultimately grow closer to God. Make sure to check out Hallow at hollow.com slash Ave Spotlight. Hollow.com slash Ave Spotlight. I love what you said about, you know, hearing if you're not at their football games, if you are not at their plays, if you, you know, and I myself as a youth minister heard that as well. And to just be clicked in and tapped into what kids and young adults are actually doing. I mean, things change and like as the world evolves, how have you seen being tapped into this particular platform be beneficial to your ministry? I know like obviously kind of personal, I'm sitting with you drinking a beer is helpful to some people as well. But like, how have you seen people connect and receive you? I just, I'm so curious because I can imagine if I met someone online, like how do you build that kind of authentic rapport? Yeah. So uh, well, I've seen it work like in, in parish ministry in general, right? If you're doing, if you're, and I'll talk about youth ministry specifically, just because they're the easiest group to talk about. A lot of parishes hopefully mm. have some form of youth ministry happening. If you were to sit in front of them, right. And talk about movies that they've seen that most people at least know that a movie's out, right. Mm-hmm. Even if you're in your, you know, sixties and seventies and your youth ministers, some of those are the best ones. They know like, oh, that movie's probably rated R that we should talk to our middle schoolers about how, like, why are they bringing that up in our small group? Mm. But if you're working with youth and young adults and and they're bringing up, you know, streamers that are, I mean, there are some pretty unfortunate, (laughs) I don't (laughs) necessarily say evil, but some crazy content out there on Twitch that you can watch. It's some Mm. really inappropriate kind of scary stuff. And if you don't know that the names that they're talking about, even just know the names, like, oh, maybe you shouldn't be watching them. It's going to be really hard to, to help them. So it's beneficial to, to just be aware of the space so that you can walk with, with people on the relationship with God. But as far as getting to know people on stream, it's, it's wild. And I kind of used to think it was impossible. Mm. My, my little brother, who's kind of paved the way and one of the biggest Twitch streamers in the world, I used to tease him all the time when he'd say, Hey, I'm going to go, I can't hang out tonight. Cause I have to go you know, stream because I haven't streamed in three days and my community misses me. Wow. And I'd be like, community, like what? Like the, <laughs> I'm your brother, you know? And he's like, yeah, we're hanging out now and I'm going to go stream because I haven't seen him. And, and, and I was like, okay. And I didn't get it. Mm. Um, and then I started streaming and the screen names, you, you start, you stop calling people by their screen name and by their first name, because you really do get to know them. And they start to ask questions about their faith and about your faith. And when you answer honestly, then they're vulnerable to share things that they want prayer for. And it just becomes this really cool thing where all of a sudden it's a person instead of a screen name. And then like my wife and I did these hospitality nights where we'd have people over. We just said, we're going to open our doors to whoever wants to come. We're inspired by any Hickman. You told me about it years ago. And it was one of the coolest things my wife and I have ever done and COVID and everything. And it's just been a couple of years since we've been able to do it. But some people on my stream found out that we were doing this oh, and they're wow. like, well, I live close to Chicago. Like, can we come over? My wife and I are like, okay, we say we're opening it to okay. everyone. <laughs> Are we, we can't like we not, can't take it back. <laughs> yeah, if we're gonna let our neighbor across the street come who we've never met, why would we not let somebody who I know wow. show up? So then all of a sudden there's 10, 15, 20 people from the stream driving, you know, two to four hours for a Thursday night dinner where we just open the doors and have some beers and, and some food. 
And all of a sudden, some of them are priests who are there who I've met from, wow. from, from Twitch. And no joke, this has happened multiple times. But it's one of my favorite stories where God is just so good. There was a guy there that stayed late one night. He was always in my channel, one of my first subs. And he said, you know, I haven't been in confession since my first confession. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like I want to. And the guy next to him was a priest who he met on the channel. And he said, well, let's go. I can hear it right now. What? And so people have like literally like gone people to confession because of a Twitch stream. Been, it's crazy. Wow. Had like their whole soul cleanse. That is amazing for you, for your ministry, for your wife. Like what a, what a yes to God's callings on all of your lives. That's so amazing. I would have never thought that something so powerful can happen off of something like sitting on media, you know, because sometimes yeah. with things like that, it can be with media consumption and everyone talking about that, it can be kind of discouraging for some people to feel like, is our media actually doing the good work? You know, I've seen things both ways and people will say there's too much media. We all just need to let it go, go back to in-person. Everyone's in personal now. There's no hope. And then other people that are saying like, this is a new frontier. We need to take advantage of it. Like this is where everyone is. I mean, obviously you own a media company, so I can tell where you lie. But what do you think of people that, you know, kind of lay on the, there's no hope there and it's just too much and people spend too much time and we're not really authentically connecting with people. I mean, I think the story of the, you know, young man that wants to go to confession, I mean, that's a beautiful testament to the power of just connection in that way. So what do you kind of think of that? Yeah, it's a great question. There has to be a balance. And if we're not in the space, then we can't help there be a balance. Mm -hmm. I totally understand people who are, are very averse to all media, whether or not it's because they really, really struggled with some of the stuff that they've seen or done or witnessed on media. Or, you know, you think of just a youth minister. If you're a youth minister, you know exactly how tough <laughs> media can be. And so it can be very easy to just say, you know, stop it all and get rid of mm -hmm. it all. And but that's just kind of not a reality right now, unless we're really all just going to go live like together in, you know, little communities that don't have any technology at all, right? Where Facebook is launching the metaverse. Like it's about to get way worse as far <laughs> as like too much stuff being on media. And so mm -hmm. if we're not there uh, a little bit walking with people and saying, Hey, there's balance. Like when I'm, when I'm streaming, that's the only time I ever play video games. Uh, I'm not. So, so we're, we're, we're telling these, these people who are watching our channel, whether they're teens, kids, young adults, like we're not playing 50 hours a week of video games because we don't think it's healthy. We're talking about having a balanced lifestyle from going to mass, being a part of this community is great, but go be a part of your local community too. Mm -hmm. Being a part of charities that we run on our stream. That's great, but go and serve the poor in your local area as well. And so I think you have to kind of be in that area a little bit, or at least know of it in order to inspire people to kind of live a balanced lifestyle. But I do think that balance is super important. Yeah, I love that. You have to be in it to help create a balance. It's not just we can cut everything off and then expect things to change and get better. I love that. This guy has worked in ministry and knows what he's <laughs> talking about. As you're talking, I'm like, it almost sounds like you've been in all of these roles. So that's amazing. I'm so glad you get to bring your experience in that way. I would love to know where we can hear more about your media company, about what you're up to, how we can support you guys. Thank you. So beardedblevins.com kind of is like the one-stop shop that'll get you to the YouTube channel, the Twitch channel, all social medias. It's all on beardedblevins.com. So that's the easiest. 
Uh, and the thing I'm most excited about that we just launched is we launched two TV shows, if you will, spinoffs of Pardon the Interruption on ESPN and Around the Horn on ESPN, two shows oh that have been on for like, like 30 plus years. And so we launched uh, a new show called Pardon the Intercession and Around the Halo. And those are, it's really similar in style to those shows, but kind of fast moving, just events happening in the culture through the Catholic lens. Wow. And that's every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central. If people listening to this might not be into video games, they're never going to come to the Twitch channel. But those shows every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central are really cool and are a great thing to share with your, you know, maybe fallen away Catholics or, mm. or you know, young adults who are looking for some type of community and conversation about uh, about cultural events through the Catholic lens. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so it's a lot cool. of fun. I mean, that sounds like so much fun. I mean, you're saying cultural events and talking about it with other adults. Like that sounds dope. I'm, I might just click into that at the end of each one of our episodes. I have like so many questions to ask you. So I have to stop myself <laughs> because we're like nearing the time. So at the end of each one of our episodes, we ask each guest what their hope for the week is. And so something that just brings them hope, something that they're looking forward to. I like to kind of change it up a little bit. And I've been asking each guest about something that gives them hope in general. What is something that has given you hope lately or gives you hope in the present moment? I would just love to hear it. If you need time to think about it, I can go first. Otherwise, if you're ready, you can go. How are you feeling? Um, okay, you go first. Okay. I you know, moved back in with my parent, with my mom a couple months ago. And, you know, we have had our same furniture since like the early 2000s. And my mom just hasn't changed any of it, you know, out of just kind of like being okay with it. Lately, though, she's been wanting to revamp our living room and our dining room and kind of like have some fresh and fun statesy stuff. It's just been really cool to see my mom get excited about discovering what her style is and finding new things at the store. I've taken her antiquing. She's never done that. It's just been cool to hear her be excited about, you know, finding out what she likes. We got a new dining table. We got a couch from Ikea. She's like so hype. And it's just been really cool, really hopeful for me to just see my mom be on this trajectory of being just someone that's more confident in herself and what she likes. I know for parents, so many times you have things out of necessity or you just don't change maybe your environment because there's so many other things you need to address, which makes a lot of sense. And my mom has done a lot for my sister and I. So it's really great to now watch her do something for herself. Even if that means we have, you know, paintings of flowers that she loves that I think are a little <laughs> corny, <laughs> but, you know, my mom loves them and it's great. And, you know, she's really just like proud of herself and what she's choosing. And I'm just really hopeful and excited that she'll continue on this great path. So, but how about you? Okay. So that was beautiful, but I was listening instead of thinking. So here we no, go. No problem. Uh, <laughs> no problem. You're good. <laughs> um, I think what gives me hope this past week, I had a great conversation with an Uber driver. And at first he kind of was asking a lot of questions about the political climate that we're in and, and, you know, the COVID stuff still in the news. Sure. And I was just joyful and answering some of those questions. And then we got to talk about like what I do. And I was actually on the way to the church, Ubering to the church for a men's night thing that we had. So when I told him about that, he started asking all kinds of questions about the faith and, and started talking about his kids and how he wishes oh. they were going back to church. And mm -hmm. so I told him I'd pray for him, but his tone completely changed. And he said he was going to start praying for his kids. And that was cool. So that gives me hope. And then that's awesome. Speaking of kids, like just in this crazy world that we live in right now, it is a blessing 
like my kids have no clue how bad stuff is or can be in the world. And so it is nice when you turn the camera off and you walk outside and my kids are just so excited to see dad playing football, whatever it is. And so they're like the innocence of, of them is the best. Oh, that is so amazing. I actually visited my goddaughter a couple of weeks ago in Louisiana and she is three and her younger sister is turning one soon. And I was telling her mom and dad, I was like, you know, what's great. Like Noelle just lives in this world of like, everything's good. Like mm-hmm. she just believes what, what y'all put into her and like, everything's okay. And when we wake up and we just watch frozen two for the 50 millionth time and like <laughs> we'll like watch spirit and she'll play with her horse and then we'll do magnetiles like everything is good and fine and she's just happy and we'll play with the dog we'll go to the park we found this park with this like mid hill and we ran up the hill and when I tell you, I think Noelle could have like ascended into heaven just from running, <laughs> just from running up this hill and showing me and her mom, like what was at the top of the hill, which was just a table, but just like to get up there, show us the table, then run back down. Just like the innocence, like you were saying, and the, the excitement over life as it is in the present moment it's such a powerful testament to, I think how all of us need to be, but we can get really so enraptured in how horrible life could be, which, you know, we've, we've seen happen in like so many different ways across the world. So it's just, it's really cool. And I, I always love parents that are really like just trying to speak life into their children of just enjoying life, (laughs) like just enjoy life. Don't stress, like let's go play. Let's just go sit. Let's listen to music. Let's have pancakes. Like it's fine. You know, the daily kind of mundane things that I think as adults, we just kind of let pass us by that we don't really enjoy. Like children just love it. It's such an amazing thing. And, you know, and I just love it. I love their, their little energy, even though Noelle waking up at like 6am isn't exactly a vibe, but (laughs) you know, I just, I just love it. So that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah. So God bless you and your wife and your babies. That is such a beautiful thing. And thank you so much for being with us. We'll make sure to put more information about what you're doing in our show notes so people can check that out. And we're just really grateful to have spoken to you. I hope that you have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you. You are awesome and keep doing the great work you're doing. And we'll talk soon. All right. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you so much to my friend, John Blevins, for being our guest today. Make sure to check out more of what him and his friends are doing with Little Flower Media, which we'll make sure to put in our show notes so y'all can check out more of what he's up to. I'm looking so forward to talking to you guys next week. In the meantime, please pray for me. I'll be praying for you. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.